And now the Exit Coach Radio Show proudly presents the All-Star Review, a compilation of one-minute highlights from past guests. Hear more one-minute highlights and full interviews from these guests at ExitCoachRadio.com. When your business value is wrapped up in your client list, what's the most important thing you can do to drive the value of your business? We asked expert Stacy McKibben. If you don't have really strong you know, client relation management tools, CRMs as they're, they're lovingly referred to, if you don't have tools like that in your business, it's going to be very difficult to transition it over. As a matter of fact, your next buyer is going to use that as a reason to drive down your sale price. Absolutely, one of the biggest areas of opportunity that we see in professional services businesses are going back to your existing and previous clients. Oftentimes, we just forget that they don't necessarily know the full breadth of services that we provide and how they can use us or even refer us to their friends and family. So that is a big win in most businesses is just starting there. And it's very difficult to do if you don't have a good system in place with which to do it. One of the most common ways a business is sold is through something called an earnout, and we asked for information and an example from business broker Chris Bond. What buyers want to have happen is they want a seller to prove the actual value of the business by having them be patient and waiting for a piece of uh, of the payout. So in other words, once the transition period has happened, say 6, 12, 18, or 24 months, the buyer will make additional payments with the comfort that, okay, it is what you said it is. Had a very creative deal earlier this year where down payment was made for about 80% of the deal. A bank stepped in for a percentage of the deal. The seller actually financed a, another small percentage of the deal. And the earnout comes in years three, four, and five. So everybody's pulling in the same direction, making sure the first two years go very smoothly. What are some of the challenges for leaders in this knowledge-based economy? Here's CEO Coach Bill Anton. The person that has the most influence over the entire organization is the person that leads the organization. And transforming that person exponentially influences change. My training as a psychologist, my understanding about the kinds of organizations that are going to be successful in the future are going to be organizations that realize that knowledge is their product and that knowledge can only be created by enrollment, not by compliance. And so the task of the leader of the future is to transform the people that work in the organization so that they want to give their best and so that they're willing to offer ideas and perspectives that create knowledge and innovation for the organization. Medical insurance is a big part of your budget. How do you contain those costs? We ask benefits expert Rep Bray. We'll talk about wellness is how we can start to communicate the, the importance of the wellness and that we give the people and the employees the opportunities to do things that will help them to become healthier. We start to educate them on the importance of annual physicals. We start to educate them on preventative care. Women do this quite well. Men have a tendency to wait till body parts don't work and then they go, which can be late. And it's interesting. We take better care of our car. We change the oil. We see the light the lamp light comes on and for a lot of us we don't do the maintenance that we should do on a regular basis that will identify a lot of issues that people have that now you can start to address either through medication to exercise or diet there are just a few key areas that you can identify that will drive these higher costs 
Okay, so we've heard the term before, treat your business like an investment. It'll be a lot easier to sell down the road. What exactly does that mean? We asked an expert, Don Burzen. Many of us in the field encourage owners to look at their business as an investment. Some owners understand that concept, but many do not. I mean, for a number of them, they see their business as either a job, a cash machine, a passion, or an extension of who they are. And the term investment sounds a little too removed for them to relate to. And we also let it be known that a business is actually easier to sell when it has a passive ownership. I mean, an owner who is not personally critical to maintaining future cash flows. But let's face it, I mean, one of the last terms that ever come to mind when we think about most entrepreneurs is passive. You know, these people are doers, they make things happen, and sitting on the sidelines is not something that many of them want to do at any stage of their career. At ExitCoachRadio.com, we're interviewing over 100 top advisors to get you one-minute tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new content daily at 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Why would you have a revocable living trust instead of a will? Here's attorney Matt Amaro. One of the main reasons that you would consider doing a revocable trust versus just having a will is avoiding what we would call a probate process, which is a court proceeding to distribute a family estate, which can be very expensive and legal fees, court fees, and uh, just involves a lot of court involvement that can be pretty painful. So by using a trust, you can get out of that. Now, if, if your assets aren't high enough, that's one way you may be able to avoid probate without a trust and the other way is you may have assets that are able to pass to beneficiaries outside of a trust and outside of probate even if you don't have a trust but when you have real property you usually won't be able to avail yourself of those two exceptions to staying out of probate how do most people decide it's time to start exit planning and what's on their mind when they do here's Jim Immel Long term is really interesting. I, I use the analogy of the light switch. Sometimes these business owners don't think about it and then all of a sudden they wake up one day and they just want to turn the light switch off and they go from being passionate 100% into the game and then all of a sudden something starts feeling heavy. Maybe it's a personal situation that's happened, but they literally turn the, the light switch off. Most of the people that you and I work with, it's more like a dimmer switch. They just don't do it that quick. They do it over time. But what really a lot of them are thinking about is how do I transition myself out of the leadership position, provide other people opportunity to get into that leadership position so the business is being prepared to transition from a position of strength and not weakness. People are nervous about stocks and bonds these days. What's the outlook for income real estate? We asked real estate expert Scott Tampkin. I'm a firm believer that income property will grow wealth over time. And there are uh, parts of Los Angeles where income property is still affordable. The west side of LA doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but there are parts of LA where there are still opportunities. And I firmly believe that, particularly in some of the outlying areas, the gentrification will continue and people will want to rent in those areas, particularly as public transportation expands. People have some extra money. They're looking to invest in income property, I would say good strategy might be to join up with others who are doing the same. There are some crowdfunding sites that offer some opportunities to do that, but I would be careful uh, just jumping in and talk to an expert in the multifamily business. I think over time it will prove to be lucrative. Protecting your assets is important, but when you do it is even more important. Here's attorney Harry Barth. A very important component 
to understand is that as with all business deals, asset protection being just one of them, is to be able to settle a proposed claim within reasonable limits. It's very, very difficult to do that if you're in jeopardy of losing your home, losing your business, and losing your life savings. So I think that it's important that asset protection is granular. We look at the various components. We take into consideration all of the goals and objectives of our particular clients. And there's not one size fits all. Every situation is different. Every background is different. Every family makeup is different. Every business transaction is different. What's the best way to use Twitter and other social media? We ask expert Tim Templeton. I just had a friend ask me today, I don't really get Twitter. What is the value? And I said, you know, it's two things. It's self-promotion or business promotion in this case, and it's research. So if you want people to know who you are and what you're doing, and you create content, you create blog content, you want people to see it, one of the best ways to get it out in front of people is to send out an announcement using Twitter. Likewise, if you're trying to find people in your ecosystem, your business, the analysts, the resellers, the potential partners, you can find them by their activity on Twitter. You can interact with them. You can follow them. You can retweet things that they're sending. And you can create a relationship that way, which is a lot easier than it used to be.